Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, Happy New Year, everybody. Hopefully, the plan you put in place for 2023, you're starting to execute on it day by day. Uh, we talk about consistency and the Kaizen from Lean Six Sigma's incremental growth. So what can you be doing every day that's going to give you delayed gratification, but you're putting in the steps every day? So hopefully you're, you have those in execution, which is, uh, which is exciting because we're only three weeks into the new year. Now, for those listening to the show, typically I interview a sales leader, a business owner, um, and they share what they're what they're doing that's producing game-changing results, whether it's with themselves, their team, what they're seeing in their industry. And time to time, I come on, do a solo podcast of what I'm seeing, and today is one of those days. So I want to talk to you, and you, you're probably thinking, God, there's a theme. She's always talking about customer centricity. I am. <laughs> and this is the reason. I'm late to the game with watching Suits. And I probably am watching it if I'm really truthful with myself because I watched the Meghan Markle and Harry documentary. And then I was like, oh, I never saw Meghan in Suits. So curiosity. And I- I'm loving it. Um, and actually, a friend of mine told me to watch it too. But it, it, one of the scenes caught my attention. And I'll, and I'll share it with you for those who have seen it. And it was between Mike Ross and his friend Trevor. And after things went south and the relationship is not no longer there, Trevor's continually calling Mike, calling, 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 and Mike is not answering his his call. And the one time Mike finally answers the phone and then Trevor says, you know, like, what's going on? Why can't we be friends anymore? And then, you know, Mike's not giving him any time. And then Trevor finally says, do you have the money? And Mike says, that's all you wanted the whole time, wasn't it? You actually didn't even care about our friendship. You just wanted the money. And what, what it made me think of was, you know, when we are truly buyer centric, we want, our focus is completely on the prospect, their dreams, their visions, what they're trying to achieve. And that's got to be higher than that we, we want to achieve. And so when you look at Trevor, yeah, he didn't really care about Mike. He was all in it for himself. And so how many times in a sale, you know, when perhaps the, the deal is stalled or, you know, they're not signing when you want, it's not on your timeline and you kind of like, oh man, and you're perhaps, you know, getting close to throwing the towel or just getting a little short with them, but you're, who are you making about? It's, it's about you. And if you are truly trying to help them achieve a goal or solve a problem, you have to detach from all that. And so they see through that, just like Mike Ross saw through Trevor. Do you think our customers don't see through that and, and think this is the Karen show or the Karen agenda? Okay, prime examples, end of the month, end of the quarter, and you're offering them a discount. And, and then so what? So if, you know, April 1st kicks in, what, I can't get the same product? I can't get it at, at the same price? Like, they're going to walk. That's inviting them to walk. So if you truly are buyer-centric, how can you work with them? How can you co-create a solution together? 
part of this is why I'm sharing this also. This happens to me in my business. And, you know, there's times that customers say, like, I have to engage more people. We're completing another project. And for me to kind of, you know, have a hissy fit and say, well, you know, you committed to this. Like, A, it shows it's nothing to do with the customer. And I'm putting my own agenda in front of theirs. It jeopardizes the relationship and they feel it. They know that I am trying to prioritize my agenda, my focus over theirs. And so when we are truly biocentric, we are putting their needs ahead of ours. And if we don't do that, you know, we definitely run the risks of burning relationships, uh, burning the reputation. And whenever passes, whatever the delay is, and it might be a genuine delay, chances are they're not going to come back to you because you've shown your true colors. You've shown that you are the Trevor just trying to get the money, not really interested in Mike's friendship. And I'll, I'll back it up by saying as sales professionals, it's critical that we also do our due diligence. So we have to be very specific in that qualification period. Are we getting the right cust- the right prospects? Are we speaking to the right people at the right time? When we're going through discovery, are we clear? Are our expectations crystal clear of the first part, you know, that they, they acknowledge that there's something's not working? That if there's more than one person, do they have an alignment of the problem? If there's three people and they all have different parties of different problems, you're, it's not going to get solved, right? So you have to have alignment. What happens if we don't solve this problem? Does it just roll over to next year or is there some kind of risk? So again, our job is to tighten up that qualification and then discovery. Also, you know, we have to teach them. So we have to teach them what our process looks like. We have to help them see around the corner. And this is sharing, you know, the process and what it looks like to work with us. Because if there are gaps here, and if there are, are, are unknowns, then this might be part of the reason why they are delaying, why they are pushing things to the next quarter. So it might be a bit of the unknown. But if you've done your job, and you are completely clear in expectations, and it's almost like broken telephone, can they play it back to you exactly the way you shared it with them? So that you're both on the same page, there's understanding of timelines, of financials, of teams of schedules? Is there an executive sponsor required? What are the dates that it's completely crystal clear? And these things happen. You also have to realize these people are human. You are not the only company they're dealing with. And so for us to be able to detach and support whatever they're going through, nurture them, keep still in touch with them by sharing meaningful articles, updates, checking in to see how their project is going. Is there anything you can do when the time comes, they will re-engage you. But so many times, and this has happened to me as a consumer, you know, when, when the deal doesn't go the other way or their way, that the, whoever's trying to sell me something, you know, I get zero response. If I say I'm not interested or the timing's off right now, there's, not, there's no more email to say, okay, well, thank you for your interest up until this time. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you on our newsletter or something. And I just feel like, that's all you wanted. Like it was so obvious you just wanted a deal. And, and it's kind of like for me, a kid having a tantrum and they didn't get what they wanted. And so they're not talking to you. And I just think if you are buyer centric, you have to detach from the outcome. You have to and not just say it's about the buyer. You have to actually make it about the buyer and truly put their needs above yours. And so if these stalls, delays genuinely happen, and we have to realize we're at the beginning of the year, you know, the, the, the economic environment is very different. So budgets might have been cut. They might, you might need more sign-off now, so it might be delayed. But if you start showing your hand as, I'm not, it's not going my way and you're getting short and you're getting curt with them, there's no room for that. 
And even in, in the previous, in last week's episode, Tom Burton sh- shared that, you know, almost 50% of decision makers are millennials. They are most certainly not going to put up with that. So when we say we are buyer centric, we have to be buyer centric. So how can you do this? Well, when you're having your next uh, discovery call, really ensure that you're following a list of questions that, you know, doesn't sound like an interrogation, but you have certain questions to understand. This is why it's called a discovery. And also to really ensure that you are educate them, educating them about the expectations. They most likely have not bought your service before or not even with you, but within that industry. If they don't know what to do, they're just going to stall. Okay. They're not going to answer because they're There's so many other competing priorities that how can we make it crystal clear to avoid these delays, avoid these stalls, avoid, you know, getting more people on board, educate them. How can we get in front of that? Let them know, look, this is the decision-making process. Typically it takes three months. If groups like IT and legal aren't involved earlier on, that three months goes to four months and really educate them in advance. Okay. I know I'm dealing, I'm talking with you in marketing, but Typically, you know, uh, sales ops have to be in there too. And I'll tell you why. And really spell it out for them so that you get in front of this. But if things do go south, they're watching you. They're watching your behavior to say, were were they truly invested in our best interests or were they out for themselves? And so we can't be out for ourselves. You know, we, we definitely want to help them solve their problem and let them know and feel that we'll do everything within our means to help them achieve that. So just be mindful of of what we're doing to create an experience. And when I say experience, it's all throughout. So it's not like in prospecting, I'm going to, you know, put my good, my best foot forward and, you know, personalize and everything. And they get sloppy and lazy along the way. No, they're looking for a personalized experience, an enjoyable experience where you're walking hand by hand, hand in hand, you're guiding them along the way because they've probably never done this before. And if things go a little bit left, that's okay. How many times have you tried buying something and, you know, things have gone left? We're human. So just be mindful. If you're saying you're buyer-centric, be actually buyer-centric. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time.